I'm Renee. And I'm Anthony. Welcome to Blue Soul Chats, a podcast that bridges the gap between science and spirituality. We connect the higher levels of consciousness to bring forth divine energies to teach ancient wisdom and to heal. Your journey to getting connected to your soul and all that is starts here. Hi, I'm Anthony. And I'm Renee. And we're here today to talk about the power of language and the power of language as it pertains to specific codes. We love Greg Braden's new book, The Wisdom Codes. Fascinating read. I flew through it in an afternoon. Ancient words to rewire our brains and heal our hearts. Language is very important. Each syllable, each phoneme has a frequency, and these codes are representative of that. Different frequencies to connect to higher realms. What I love about this book is that he breaks things up into different feelings and emotions. For example, protection, fear, loss, and strength, and that there are different codes, if you like, language from various different philosophies and religions and spiritual belief systems that date back for thousands of years that can actually be used today, such as Sanskrit, such as certain mantras and so forth. He also talks about the power codes and the parables. So uh, after we bring our guides through, I'm gonna read just a few things from Greg's book and we'll get our spirit guides take on the power of language and the power of these wisdom codes that Greg has so carefully curated in such a beautiful way. Good, let's see what our spirit guides have to say about the wisdom codes. That sounds great. Let's call them forth. Okay. Our guides are gonna be here momentarily. And as they come through, I'm just gonna read a few things from Greg's book. He talks about protection as one area that there are codes around. So for example, there are several coded names for God, Most High, Almighty, Lord, and God, and of course there's Elohim. And in each of these sections, he talks about how to use the wisdom codes how to say a particular code, and doing so for each of these codes, this is what I love about this, he asks you to focus your awareness, your breath, and feeling in the heart rather than the mind as you say these different wisdom codes. Hi guys, how are you? Well, thank you. It's always an honor and privilege to be in your presence, Gaia. Thank you for receiving us. Thanks for being here. I just finished a fabulous book, Wisdom Codes. We love this book because what he does is he makes it very practical for people to say particular codes or particular phrases in a particular way, but doing it from a place of heart. So breathing into it and connecting with your heart while you're saying the code. And what he suggests here is that when we do it from a place of the heart, we open a hotline to communicate directly with the subconscious mind because he uses the Navajo beauty prayer as an example for us to find our strength. And he also uses the example of Mother Teresa who just 
in every aspect and every act that she did just showed her strength through love, through compassion, through empathy. He says that this powerful code forms the closing prayer of the Blessing Way ceremony, one of a series of six ceremonies intended to bring harmony to the cosmos and in all things in it. This is the full translation of the Navajo Beauty Prayer. In beauty I walk, with beauty before me I walk, with beauty behind me I walk, with beauty above me I walk, with beauty around me I walk. It has become beauty again, it has become beauty again, it has become beauty again, it has become beauty again. So in other words, this beauty prayer is a blueprint for how we can choose to see beauty in everyday life. And he uses Mother Teresa as an example who saw beauty in the beggars on the streets of India and gave them solace and gave them comfort and gave them dignity in the last days of their lives. So within the quantum understanding of a world where our inner beliefs become our outer world, one of your favorite topics, what technology could be simpler or more powerful than the power of choice and the power of choosing beauty in our lives? That is well said. Now we will tell you these things as well. Each culture, each language has its own way of connecting to universal consciousness or to God or goddess or source or universal consciousness. As we said, <laughs> that is correct. Again, not so much the words or the precision of them, but it is more the intent that is the most important thing. Open up your heart, open up your mind, and have a beautiful intention when you are saying these words. You can make your own prayers, your own mantras if you wish. But what is most important is the intention that you give to these mantras or your prayers. And there's a reason, says Greg, and also he points to the research done from the HeartMath Institute. There's a reason that the repetition of these so-called codes or mantras are done because it literally activates something in yes, our brain. It does. Let's say this, that your brains have been wired for numbers, for repetitions of threes. Everything should be done in threes. When this is done in this way, it is lighting up the sequences and the codes within your own DNA. Something in your brain starts to light up. A recognition of something. Another you, possibly. A code here, a code there. Something is being recognized in your soul. And in here lie the codes for you. Each human being is like a walking computer 
full of codes waiting to be enlivened, waiting to be woken up. Activated, if you will. Activated. That is a good word. Waiting to be activated. Waiting for the program to turn on. So he also uses the Lord's Prayer in here as another code. So in essence, that Lord's Prayer for some of us is an activated code, but for others, maybe not. No, for others, it may be meaningless. But that's okay, because that's not necessarily what the soul's plan is. But would it not activate something at a soul level, because we've had all of those experiences before? Not all of you have had those experiences before. So many of these codes that are given will not activate because you have not had that experience yet. If your soul decides and wishes to have the experience, then the codes will become activated. Now for you and Anthony, because you've had experience ad infinitum, each code that is read becomes activated. You too are like a supercomputer waiting to be activated. All of your codes. Many of the souls that are watching this right now are waiting to be activated as well. Even if they don't know they're waiting to be activated. That is correct. <laughs> Just by watching this video they become activated because our energy your energy all the energies that we are putting through both you and Anthony right now are becoming activated you see their frequencies their codes put together through a grouping of frequencies that activate you but you must be open to it if you're not open to the codes or the frequencies, you will not be activated. You must be willing. You must be a willing participant to do it. That is the only way that you will be activated. Free choice. That is true. Free choice. Free will. Without it, none of this can be done. Speaking of will, he actually uses... In the very, very end, these are beautiful because they're called power codes. And we all want to know what the power codes are, right? The keys. The keys. And what do you think Greg has down for the power codes? They're actually so simple. So simple. They're hard. They're hard. <laughs> and the first one is, I will. And the second one is, I am. These are the two power quotes. And of course, if you remember what God had said to Moses, I am that I am. I am who I am. And I am that I am. Yes. Yes. I am who I am. I am that I am. I am. So talk about these codes as power codes because... They do activate something, and you often, when you guys come through, you say, I am that I am. We don't say it. God does. Through us. Yes. No. I will. I want. I wish. 
these are very similar to each other. Except he asserts that as Jeshua had said it at the time, it wasn't I will as in a desire that I didn't have it already. He asserts the idea that when Yeshua said I will, it's as if it's already done. That is correct. I will. I will it. It has been completed. Exactly. Yes. So when you will something to happen, you must see the will of it being completed in time. It is already done. You have willed it, therefore it is completed. That is a code, you know. That's what he's saying. <laughs> it is referred to as manifestation. Yes. It is also referred to as the ability to heal. Some of you might even call it magic. But it is simple code of manifestation. To will it creates it. And in fact, he actually brings in examples of how Yeshua used that language to do the healing, but also said in the book too that if the person being healed would not accept the healing, the healing wouldn't take place. Remember, it is not so much again the will, but it must be the will of the other who receives it. You could will someone to become healed, but if the participant or receiver doesn't will to become healed, then it won't occur. Do you understand? You must see it complete. I am. I am that I am. What is so magical about I am? Well, let us tell you. No matter what language you put it in, the idea that I am is a code in and of itself of God. Each time you say, I am, you light the code for God. You not only understand that you are who you are, but you understand that you too are, I am who I am. That you are God. When you understand, I am that I am, you start to understand that you are one in the same as God. That is why that is so important. The simple words, I am, is enough. To know that you are not separate from God, you are not separate from universal consciousness, you are one in the same. Do you understand? You must make this knowledge, this simplicity of these codes, and give this to your students so they understand that they too are I am. Greg asks, well, really, at this point, are we observers or are we creators? We're no longer observers, are we, in the context of I am, because in that way, we are creating and participating as part of the manifestation of what we want to acknowledge and bring forth in the universe. That is correct. But many of your religions don't want you to know that you are who you are. They don't want you to know the code I am. 
only observers, you are actually the co-creators of your own realities. I am who I am is also I will be what I will be. And the power of the word will hidden in I am. By stating I am, God is clarifying the nature of his immediate and sustained relationship in the field. And by field, Greg means, I'm assuming, the quantum field that we can all access and all have the ability to tap into. The code I am, he says, I claim in the universal field that the action following the statement is already manifest in a state of existence. That is correct. Bingo! You yes. only need to bring <laughs> a reality to, to it. That. And then that is the state of existence is present and sustained. And then the words again, I am at the end, I claim in the universal field that the action following the statement is already manifest in the state of existence. So in a way it's saying I am God. I am the power of the entire universe, God, universal consciousness. It's me, I'm it. I have the power to all of that. Correct. And with that, the wisdom codes you will always have in you. If you choose to have them, they will be enlightened. He also uses parables as well. And for those of you who know the Gnostic teachings, the Gospel of Thomas is full of parables. And he uses wisdom codes from the, the Gospel of Thomas for love. It also comes up again in the parables. So that was um, a big way that many of the ancient teachers used to teach. Yes. It was a way to impart knowledge to those that didn't understand the teachings. Make it a bit more simple, but also a way to self-discover oneself within each parable. Within each parable, as you discover oneself, you discover the codes as well. Rumi did a little bit of that as well in his teachings. And with that, we bid you goodbye. Thank you for receiving us. Thank you for listening to us. Yes. As our guides leave and go back to those quantum fields and quantum realities and these other dimensions, and they bring Anthony back into the third dimension, into the here and now, we'd love to hear your thoughts about language which has worked for you. Uh, in Greg's book, he also talks about Sanskrit and various codes that you can um, do in mantras, for example, right? Kirtan is great for that as another example. So we'd love to hear your feedback, whether you've read the book or not, but other codes and references of power or words that you have used for protection or for loss that you have found helpful that you would like to share with others. Thank you for being with us. We look forward to seeing you again. Thanks so much, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye now. You've been listening to Blue Soul Chats, a podcast that bridges the gap between science and spirituality. You can follow us on YouTube at Blue Soul Earth and find out more about us at www.bluesoulearth.com where you can learn more about our study with spirit courses and workshops. We are also Blue Soul Earth on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Clubhouse. 
Join us for a future episode of Blue Soul Chats where we hope to ignite your soul's purpose and journey. Thanks for being here and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and check out previous episodes in our library.